Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 16. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Jafet de Oliveira. Um, let's pray and uh, let's begin today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for another opportunity to be able to reflect on your word. God, I ask for your spirit uh, just to renew our minds, refresh our hearts, uh, to challenge us deeply into a new space, uh, to look at this text now with uh, eyes understanding what it meant for the Jewish people back then, but also what it means for us today as Christians today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, new international version today, Romans 7, 1 through 12, subtitle, Released from the Law, Bound to Christ. Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives? For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. So then if she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from that law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. Subtitle, The Law and Sin. What then, what shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Clearly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would, ha- for I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Once I was alive, apart from the law... But when the commandment came, sin sprang to life, and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment put me to death. So then the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Okay. All right. So here's a question for today. Um, Have you ever found yourself challenged by a situation in which what God's law of the Bible teaches seemed to be at odds with the best way to handle the situation. What did you do and how do you feel about your choice? Hmm. Have you ever found yourself challenged by a situation in which what God's law of the Bible teaches seemed to be at the odds with the best way to handle the situation? And what did you do and how do you feel about your choice? Well, yeah, there was this one time yeah? it immediately springs to mind. Yeah, um, someone was going to go and tell my boss something that I did wrong. Okay. Right. right. So I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, there's one of the commandments says thou shall not kill. But it didn't seem like the right thing in this situation. Like it wasn't helpful to me personally. Uh-huh. So I killed him. Oh. Good. <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> it's not even April Fool's. Um, <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. I don't I was know, like, it's such oh. an odd question in many ways because, okay, I have to assume that he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. No, of course he, he could be. Well, he I could mean, be. Like, okay, what situation would you be in where it's like, well, I can't see that the, the right thing to do in this situation is not to honor my mother and my father, so I'm going to punch that old man in the face. Or, I mean, like, what would it... It must be other things where... Have it's more like there's some kind of a churchy thing that you're supposed oh, to do, but you don't feel like it's the right thing to do. No, I'm, he's talking about God's law of the Bible. Well, I mean, what he's is actually God's talk, law of the Bible? Yeah, I mean, he's, mean? I mean, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. I mean, he's, he's talking about... Then I have never the been in a situation where I've thought... Well, I mean, for one thing, I don't, generally speaking, I'll be honest with you, I don't reference the Ten Commandments in my day-to-day life because it doesn't feel like I'm ever faced with situations that are at... Like that one I'm that I described. You, I'm going to get you a little sticker and like put it in your car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't sit there and think. Well, the seventh commandment says, and then you know, sit there I used to have a little know. Ten Commandments sticker. Well, of course, you I would. Did. I did. I really did. I mean, until you I was, got it at the book and Bible. House. I did. I used to have it. It was in. It was in. Like it wasn't in my Bible. I used to have it in my Bible as a separate oh, just, one. Just like, and then I had well, a bookmark. Was it like you could you'd forget what the Ten Commandments were? I don't know. I like, don't ever have situations. That I feel like yeah. thinking about the Ten Commandments is relevant. Thinking about the Golden Rule, definitely that's relevant. Thinking mm. about what would Jesus do in this situation, that's helpful. I think actually the the one with the Ten Commandments is actually really big, and and the one that Paul addresses what quite quite a lot. What do you mean the one with the Ten Commandments is really big? No, what the, do you mean? the issue within the Ten Commandments oh, that's okay. really a, a major issue that Paul addresses all the way through that he's fighting through all the thread that he's pulling all the way through is idolatry. Well, I mean the other situation, I guess I would think it's that a, yeah. I am merely me, so I don't view myself as kind of a enforcer of the law. So it's yeah. not my job to go around being in situations in which people are breaking the law. No, but, but, I don't, but think, thinking, but think, what do I do about this? Like, but it's think not about up to it. me to do anything think about, about anything, Think really. about idolatry. Think about how many times we place something else above God. Yeah. Or so often, so easy. So then so, is Mark saying, are there situations in mm, which we should place something else above God? No, I think that's what the struggle is, that sometimes we challenge ourselves in that situation. I mean, have you ever found yourself challenged by a situation which... In which what God's law seems to be at odds with the way you. Well, he situation. gave examples of, like mm-hmm. Jesus often didn't um, advocate following the law, like in the situation where the woman caught in adultery was brought to him. Now, I think what the law says is that there's a certain penalty. Now, what you can always do is elect not to impose that penalty. Yes, and I don't think that's even being disrespectful to the law. It's actually well, yes, sh- like okay, in our country. If a judge decides to commute a sentence or decides to offer some leniency, it doesn't mean that the law no longer stands. It so, just means that in this case there's mitigating circumstances think, or whatever. Right? I think what Mark's pointing out, which is really great inside there, is that there are laws inside the Bible which are the ceremonial laws and there are the civil laws, you know, the governance laws, the laws of like how to run a country at that time and how to run a, a, a political part, uh, place at that time. That you know made sense and yes, worked and really they well, don't really know. and and they work in some places and don't work in some other places. But the moral law um, that stands strong, you know, uh, don't kill people, don't steal each other's partners, that kind of stuff. I mean, just they're good, love God, honor, keep the Sabbath, all this kind of stuff stands. This t- well, the I mean, test I know what the example that think, everyone would use here is right. Oh. It would be the lying one because everybody. I mean, the oh classic yeah, one that's is the true. White lie, that's true. That's true. Where somebody said that's true. What do you think of my new haircut? And it was hideous. <laughs> but you didn't want to make them feel bad because that would have been the wrong thing to do. So you broke God's law and you lied. This is what we always, 
use it's that's the classic one oh, and breaking some kind of a speed yeah. limit is always well, another that's yeah let's not get one. into that one these yeah. are always these are kind of things that we somehow feel comfortable but talking think, about yeah. around this issue but i think there are deeper ones and i think that that one about idolatry is really important i think the coveting one is very yeah, important as well and i think those point. two those two resonate deep inside here and i think the other thing that i think that's important in the text and we can talk a little bit about this tomorrow as well but the thing that is pulling through this entire text here. So he says, the reason he uses this whole marriage metaphor, he basically says this, look, when you were tied to the law, when you were married, uh, the the way the law held you, you now, when you got, you know, your, the, your husband died, uh, it's over. You now are tied to this new relationship and you now have this new way forward. So then he continues this metaphor all the way through and he says, look, now that you are, um, connected to him, to God, you can then bear for bear fruit with God. So he says there is some benefit of being connected to God, to this new way of seeing the law. So if you can see the law is not the law controlling you, but you actually see the benefit of actually uh, following the law as not as it not being on top of you, but actually underneath it, and you actually seeing the strength of it, you actually can see that the law is good for you. Do you know what I really like? What are things where you don't have to struggle to see them in some completely different way? Yeah, um, I feel like get out one of here. That is not true. That, that is not true. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, like it, it feels sort of like well, you it don't feel, like. Okay, go on, go on. Let me just say, yeah, it feels yeah. like say you were in an abusive situation um, relationship, <laughs> uh-huh. and your counselor uh-huh. says, "Why don't you just think about it differently? No, don't think about it as abusive. <laughs> think about it as." As disciplinary or like helping you to be a better, you know, you think what? Like, I just want to be happy. You know, I just want to not be bruised or emotionally battered. I don't want to have to reconstruct things to make them seem like they're okay when they're not. And I'm wondering why are we constantly having to, the only way that we can kind of cognitively deal with certain things religiously is to say, well, what you have to do is squint when <laughs> you look at it. Or, like, I think it's because why can't you just look at it? I think it's it? because when when God spells it out really directly to us, we just simply ignore it, and that's why Paul has to repeat it. So I God says, no, I don't know no, that we would. I feel no. like if things he, are spelled he's, out, he has that spelled would be... it out a few more than once. He spelled it out like love God, love humanity, and we struggle just well, to love human we beings. We struggle because it says that on the one hand, and it says other things. We argue endlessly. We argue endlessly. Is it enough to just? love people. I mean, my goodness, the amount of arguments we've had in our church over whether that's some kind of watering down of the gospel, even though what you just said is totally true. It's almost impossible to love other people. And that there's nothing easy or soft about that. There's not But people are like, well, but what are you doing about? And they'll pick some other thing. They will. Um, And they they can always pick a thing that you're not doing. Like they, whatever it is, what are you doing about the wearing of the two different fibers? And, and, and <laughs> oh, oh, I'm messing up on that. You know, I have not met clearly. one of those people in like forever. Well, but, but you have met them. But is I have. My point. I yes, have, yes, you uh, have. Fortunately, not in my church. Uh, our time is actually up, um, well past that. So we've got just one more day tomorrow to reflect on this text one more time. So I'm going to just leave this question for you to think about today. Have you ever found yourself challenged by a situation in which what God's law of the Bible teaches seemed to be at odds with the best way to handle the situation. What did you do and how do you feel about your choice? You probably should read the Daily Walk today just to help you uh, unpack that some more. Uh, think about that, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, 
please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.